Craft Beer Radio, episode 174, on February 21st, 2011. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, doing our part to... Raise freedom in the world, one beer at a time. I'm Greg Weiss. Jeff Bear here. Well, five beers tonight. Yes, yes. Uh, um, we got porters tonight. Which one would you like to do first, Mr. Weiss? Uh, let's do let's do Rogue. Let's go with the Rogue Mocha Porter. So porters like stouts, darker beers, darker malts. Porters tend to have a little bit more astringency to them, maybe a little bit more of a raisiny flavor. But uh, you can, if you were really, in, I mean, the, the, the style guys are, are kind of hard to d- judge. You know, what what exactly is a porter? What exactly is a stout? We've talked about that so much before, but I don't know. Stout tend to be a little bit more creamy. Wrote porters more astringent, but it can go back and forth. Yeah, it's like obscenity. You really you know what it is when you taste it, right? Okay, so. I, uh, wow, I won't have to read this from far away. Okay, so malts are Northwest Harrington. Can you, can you zoom that in? I can. All right, cool. Northwest Harrington and Clegg's, uh, 135 to 165, 95 to 115, and 70 to 80 crystal, for all you guys who are keeping track. Beast and Chocolate, Black, Munich, and... Karistan. Those are your malt. Uh, that's your malt profile here. Your hops are uh, Centennial and Pearl hops. Yeast is Rogue's Pac-Man and uh, Free Range Coastal Water. So I guess this, you know this was not kept in a coop, right? This was Free Range Water. Uh, Thirteen degrees Play-Doh, fifty-four IBUs, seventy-seven degrees Lava Bond. How's that? We don't use that too often, and. Uh, I don't see alcohol by volume on here, strangely enough. And, All that uh, information, I don't see alcohol by volume. Yeah, notes aren't on the bottle either. For, for, there's nothing other than the government warning, some states that give you some cash back if you return the bottles, and a 100% pure rogue. <laughs> <laughs> so all that information and the alcohol isn't there. Oh, well. It's probably around 5.5% is my guess. Mine poured with a pretty... It's almost like a shaving cream head, but it's a little bit tanner, but it has that consistency of shaving cream. Nice thick head. It really is kind of uh, dampening any aromas I'm getting right now. I'm just getting some CO2 fizz. Dark with brown highlights. This is a dark beer. Okay, so now I, I kind of got past that, that head cushion of aroma, and I'm smelling some uh, good chocolate uh, aromas on it, uh, almost like cocoa powder. Yeah, there's a cocoa powderish aroma, maybe a, a slight amount of uh, of burnt toffee. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a touch of like some kind of spiciness, and it's probably the CO2 playing with my nose. But like, I'm getting a little bit of like some kind of Christmas cookie that has some anise in it or something like that. Kind of aroma. I think it's more of a nutmeg. Okay. Which you know, with these kind of malt profiles, is not would not surprise mm-hmm. me. And a little bit of a nutmeg flavor. Has the astringency down. Mm-hmm. 
it'd be hard to say this was a stout as opposed to a porter. I mean, you can tell from the, just from the astringency, from the kind of um, the bite of it, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, the bite, and it doesn't really have a super full mouthfeel. Right. It, this is uh, they call this the Rogue Mocha Porter. No coffee was harmed in the making of this beer, but it certainly has some characteristics in the flavor that are reminiscent of of uh, like an iced coffee or something. Especially when I drank it. And kind of like was swallowing it. It had a kind of texture back there. It was a little more creamy mm-hmm. and almost like an iced coffee. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Uh, an iced coffee without the ice cubes. Um, the the way the, the way the volatiles come off, there's also sort of a coffeeish flavor along, mm-hmm. along with the dark chocolate. Uh, you know, sort of a cocoa nibbish flavor. There's a hint of like vanilla bean in there too. I mean, not vanilla flavored beer by any means, but just a hint of. You got some vanilla bean coming off of it. It's nice. It's it's a it's a good drinker. It like I said, I would guess around five point five or so alcohol. Yeah, that's that's that sounds adequate and um, accurate to me. And hmm, what else can we say about it? Well, I'm getting a little. Um, the astringency, the, the the bitterness from the malt, starting to build a little bit more for me. It's starting to it's, the the beer is not the carbonation is not washing it off the tongue or anything, so it's starting to get a little more bitter. I have a pretty bitter aftertaste in my mouth right now. Interesting, because I'm trying to to see. It. I mean, most of the, the aftertaste coming off for me is, is more coffee like and and uh, and chocolate like, mm-hmm. not so much bitter. I think the hops are are, um, are there. there. There's a Definite kind of centennial um, groove throughout okay. the entire thing. Gotcha. Uh, but it doesn't doesn't taste. It's not a particularly hoppy beer. No. Uh, it, you know the, the the malts are definitely the star here. And but I'm not getting a, an overt amount of bitterness. I mean, now after sitting here for a few minutes or a minute or so, it's kind of faded away. It's not getting overpowering anymore. So. Um, Maybe I was just kind of drinking a little too fast and starting to build up, but I definitely was getting a little bit of that um, porter overstaying its welcome type flavor there. I, I think it has a nice aftertaste. It has a, a like you, I think creamy iced coffee mm-hmm. is a good way to describe it. You know, it, mm-hmm. for some reason, you know, there's no creaminess in the flavor, but the aftertaste brings along some sort of creaminess too. There, I'm not detecting what I usually detect in rogue beard, which is their their Pac-Man yeast gives me I mean, a little bit of a house flavor that mm-hmm. I'm not sure I totally, I wouldn't say dislike, but I'm not sure I totally love it. Mm-hmm. I'm not really detecting it very much here. But, uh, yeah, pretty good. Jeff needs to find a dump bucket. Not because we're dumping the beer, but just because to wash out our beer for the next one. And so what's next? I think we should go with uh, the big boy. The big boy. Okay, this was a beer sent in by uh, Mike from San Diego. This is the Lightning Porter. Black Lightning Porter. The Black Lightning Porter from Lightning Lightning Brewing. Brewing. Let me get some information for you on this sucker. You got a gusher. Uh oh. Okay. 
Hmm. Blend of nine different varieties of grain. Noble hops. Eight point five percent alcohol by volume. And this won several uh, awards: two thousand seven San Diego County Fair gold medal, silver medal in the twenty ten California State Fair, silver medal in the twenty aught eight San Diego County Fair, bronze medal in the wood age category in the twenty ten California State Fair. Wood this age. is a. Uh... Eight point eight and a half percent imperial porter, the Baltic porter oak, and the uh, the the side notes here was written by a doctor, by James Crut, PhD. Hmm. Not sure who Mister Crut is. Doctor Crut. Wonder if he's brewer, in, perhaps. Wonder if he's inscrutable. The inscrutable Crut. <laughs> Well, it does not look inscrutable. Ooh, that smells, um, smells Brett tea. Brett tea, eh? Brett tea. You're right, it does. It smells like a waffle almost. <laughs> this might be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to save this for later. There is a distinct tanginess coming off the aroma. Um, waffle, Rodenbach, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um,. The the beer itself is is plenty dark. I mean, just like the last one, dark, dark, dark. Everything about it's dark. The the head is a dark tan, but that that aroma does not smell like mm. your average porter. It, it's a it's it's a messed up flavor. I mean, obviously it's spoiled, but it's kind of a kind of roller coaster for your tongue. There, trying to figure out what's going on. It's kind of good and bad and and ugly too. Ooh, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's got, yeah, it's got this weird, you know, this kind of Brett character is interesting. And it's got, I think, some underneath it, some some interesting dark chocolate uh, flavors. And then it's got this kind of cottage cheese-like flavor <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. That's and the ugly part. <laughs> it doesn't really work. Um, that That's not to say that it isn't, you know, it, it isn't terrible. It's just enough unpleasant to not want to drink it, though. Yeah, it's like... It, there's just something weird about it. There's something, you know. Well, obviously, there's something weird about it. it it's it's been um, infected. But I'm gonna give another taste because because that was different. I took a second sip because I had to figure it out some more. There, yeah. It's take a porter and mix in some Rodenbach and and see what you get. You know, after the volcano explodes. I'm kind of getting used to it in that second sip. It's kind of, it didn't, it wasn't as, I mean, the first time it was jarring. It was like, whoa, that's that's different. But this mm-hmm. time it's kind of like, all right, I can sort of see maybe a a creaminess. You add sort of some cream to a chocolate, and then you mix it with maybe uh, a bit of a, of a raspberry tartness. Mm-hmm. Right. It definitely has a big tartness right up front when you take a sip. There's a lot of acid in here. I could see this as working. I, I don't think you know this is obviously not what the brewer intended, no. um, but this is not. It, it's not. That it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's different and it's it's off. If they intended on brewing a um, Flanders porter, they probably could have gone about it intentionally and done something better. But Flanders porter, 
Hmm. I'm sure this reason doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm sure that roast might not go with the sour ever. Yeah, so kind of like a chocolate raspberry cream tart, but just with a little bit of an offy kind of cheesy flavor. That, you know, that, that's Actually, the problem. It's starting to taste like a, like a blue cheese to me up front. I'm getting this, the 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 tangy roadblock flavor is now straight on blue cheese tang. That doesn't necessarily surprise me because I really do love a really sharp blue mm-hmm. cheese with, with a dark porter. So that does not surprise and me. And actually that last sip I liked better than the first three. So <laughs> it's growing on me for sure. I think that um yeah, I think it's a really good connect uh a really good combination because those sharp, very um mm-hmm. very distinct uh notes you get from the cheese are really helped balanced by the big dark cocoa notes you get from a porter. Uh Edmund Fitzgerald and, and Rodenbach are are, are are two of like my favorite things we're gonna get now. Rook four, yeah. Um mm-hmm. I hear you there. So it's like all in one beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blue cheese. <laughs> all, and... all, basically, so you take you take a porter and you take some blue cheese and you take a blender. And, <laughs> and this is what you get. I keep drinking it. Yeah, that that's I, the thing, is that you know we're the not... first two sips were like like I said earlier, the good, the bad and the ugly. But the ugly's gone and now it's just the the good and the bad. And when I mean bad, I mean good. <laughs> Good, bad. Um, I don't know if it's totally worth our sobriety. <laughs> I'm not going to finish the bottle. No. But it's... <laughs> if you can get yourself a black lighting that's been spoiled just enough... <laughs> That's not a very good recommendation. No, no. no. I think The brewer I, wouldn't appreciate that I think there's all. a decent beer here. I really do. Um, We've actually had this twice before. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm pretty sure it is a decent beer. Uh, I, I thought I seemed to have remembered it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Gary and Mike, I, we've got this is our third time, and I believe Gary and Mike have both sent it to us at least once before. So it's good stuff. Um, normally, this one is crazy. <laughs> How they get Brett in their porter? <laughs> Damn Reese's peanut butter cup commercial. <laughs> you can get your Rodenbach in my lightning. <laughs> It's it it's too it, it it's 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 almost not too bad because it's something different, right? It's just it's a unique thing. But unfortunately, I don't yeah. think we can we can judge this. It, it's a uh, yeah. I mean, we've had thousands of beers, and it's the first time we've ever had something like that. That's for sure. And it wasn't wasn't horrible. It was confusing at first, but it wasn't horrible. So yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it actually I think it shows me that if someone wanted to do a Flanders. Porter, I think there's some room for it. I think you could I think actually. You'd make have it work. to do. You'd have to, you know, play with it. You'd have yeah. to play with it a lot to get, it, you know, to 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 remove that cheesiness. Mm-hmm. But I think you could do it. Um, so the, the you know this is a, a fun thing about doing so many of these shows, and about if you were to you know to to be. Uh, uh, like us and just try to experiment a lot is you'll occasionally get things like this. You'll get, you'll get ones that are spoiled and just ugh. and then you'll get ones that are like spoiled in a very, very, very interesting way uh-huh. that, you know, make you want to, you know, try more and, and try other things. So, you know, being the show host and the beer judge, 
you know, I I'm always up for trying spoiled beers. Two reasons is going to just let me ponder something, you know, disgusting or not. It's just something new to ponder and figure out how it got that way and why it's that way. And uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever had the uh, Flanders mix fall into a. <laughs> Let's go to London. What do you say? Okay. So from the West Coast, we go all the way across the pond to Fuller's London Porter. Now, have we had Fuller's London Porter on the show? We might not have. We've had other Fuller's, and we've always, always been very impressed. Yeah, I remember when we were going through the um, educational phase of our... It's always educational, but the rapid learning phase of craft beer. I had kind of written off Fuller's as just another English brewery that wasn't Mm -hmm. really all that good. And I remember the first time we had a Fuller's ESB on the show. And it you know, it was hands down the best. It was heads and shoulders above the other ESPs. And the other ESPs were not bad, but it was just like It was amazing. Yeah. And since then I've had London Pride, London Porter and they make solid beer. The only thing you got to worry about is making sure you get fresh beer. Right, because it is. And the import, you got to make sure it hasn't been hanging around too long. So this has, let's see here. Brown kiss, brown crystal and chocolate malts and uh, Fugels Ups. Thing pours. There's a little bit of highlights in the bottom, a little bit of yeah, brownish red. red. Uh, wispier head on this one, not very thick. Ooh, that smells good. <laughs> it, it does. It smells like... It smells like um, toast, almost. You know, maybe with a little bit of... Uh, a little I mean, bit of, of chocolate syrup on top of toast or something. I don't know, it's hard to say. It's Because it's not quite chocolate, but it's not quite... You know, just bready. It's, um. I mean, the Fuggles hops are pretty prominent in the aroma, also. It's pretty hoppy for for a porter. Uh, but it being the English hops, the more earthy hops, it's not like, you know, citrus bomb or anything right. like that. It, it's this floral, earthy aroma, but it's pretty hoppy, but it works really well with the porter. Aroma wise. This is almost, you know, one of those ones where. I just am content here smelling it for a few more seconds because it just it's almost that let's put this in an air fresher, we'll be a millionaire. That is delicious. I mean it's it's pretty good. It's um it's creamy, uh does not really rely on the CS Trinity. It uh the hops are perfectly balanced. Yeah, the the crystal malt that they put in it has a big role in the aroma and flavor. You know, it's that it's that caramelized uh, malt sugar type flavor that we're really getting a ton of here. Um, just enough brown malt and, and other roasted grains just to give it the color, but it really doesn't have the flavor that the color would suggest. It has the flavor of a lighter beer. It doesn't have the, the typical astringency of an American porter. I don't know if you would say, though, it had, doesn't have the flavor that the color would suggest. It's got plenty of malt to it. 
It's got a, it's got a really nice multi character that doesn't you know it, it, much more toffee than anything else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go into the realm of chocolatey like a lot of uh, porters that, that we you know, that we think of. Right. And and but it the the fuggles really balance out the malt exceptionally well. It's really well done. I, I just I got to give my hats off to the fullers. I didn't mean that last comment I made as an insult or anything. But if you're blindfolded, you're not going to say this is a black beer. I can't imagine. It just comes across as, you know, uh, you know, like an ESB or something like that. I mean, it's a little bit more robust than than that. But I don't taste anything roasty really. I taste a lot of toffee and caramel, but not roasty. I don't know. I think the carbonation is low enough. I think that you know, blindfold me. I think I might have you know called it a stout. Okay. It's good, whatever it is. It's very. It's it's really delicious. It's um. Wow, it's uh, it, it's 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 got this richness to it. It's got a kind of creaminess to it. Yeah, it has a really low carbonation, but it doesn't taste flat. It's just this creamy. It's almost tastes like it came off a hand pump. You know, it it's right on the money. Temperature, you know, which you know we control, they didn't control, but it's pretty much right on. It, it, this is a really well presented. Beer. I would say this is around fifty-seven or so, mm-hmm. fifty-six. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, Hmm. <laughs> it's a pleasure to drink you, Mister. It really Forrest. is. This is. I, I can't say enough how how constantly impressed I am by by Fuller's beers. Uh, they you know they know big beer brewing. company over in England, but they make good beer. Um, you know, I, I really like them. I mean, like compare them to Samuel Smith, right? And they, from my opinion, they blow Samuel Smith. Oh out of yeah. Water. Oh, easily. Easily, Sam Smith doesn't know the candle fullers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of an American analog, and I'm not quite sure. Um, I mean, Sam Adams makes some pretty exceptional beers, but they also make some that aren't really all that great. But I, I you know, they'd probably be, a, you know, sort of an American Sam yeah, Adams. I think they probably are. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's probably it because you know, like New Belgium's probably not big enough, you know. So I think Sam Adams would be a good analog. But if you have any prejudice out there against Fuller's, you should go do yourself a favor and yeah. try something. Try these, because these are really, really good. I want more. <laughs> Extremely drinkable, too. Just, yep. you know, very, very easy drinker with great taste and... Um, Extremely well balanced. Yeah. Would you like to choose which one's next? Let's go with the founders. And we'll finish uh, with uh, with the other one left. Founders Porter. Dark, rich, and sexy. (laughs) That's what it says. I didn't make it up. 6.5% alcohol by volume. 45 IBUs. Chocolate and caramel malts. And that's pretty much it. Went to Mad Mix last night for dinner with Heather and um, had two beers. I had the Sly Fox Odyssey. That's their IPA that they blend all their single hopped IPAs throughout the year to make. Yeah, it was okay. And then I had this beer. Uh, it's been on tap for well over a month. Because it was there the last time I was there. 
and it's a 10% beer, so I didn't order it last time. I forgot to give it a try this time. Really old brown dog from Smutty Nose. So they make old brown dog. It's their brown ale. And this one was really old. So this was like their imperial brown ale. Tasted more like an old ale. It was really boozy, but in a good way. And so it wasn't just say they had left it around for a long time. No, it's no, like, it wasn't. Oh, oh, this has been like around here fifteen years. I guess we'll sell it. It's really old. No, see, it was really, comma old, not really old, comma you know. So it's like you know. More old brown dog than old brown yeah. dog. Some people might get the yeah. wrong impression, <laughs> such they as they might. And it's been sitting around forever. Um, you know, it was the kind of thing where it's supposed to be a twelve ounce pour, and I order it, and they give me a sixteen ounce because they're trying to trying to free up that tap. I didn't, didn't complain because it was pretty tasty. I wonder if they would try to make like an you know an even better version. Like like really, this is old. This is just really old. <laughs> it, I get you know it, the name. Could be problematic. Or like near death brown dog. <laughs> the name could be problematic here because if the patrons don't know old brown dog, then they're not going to get what really old brown dog means. Mm-hmm. So good point. Bad naming, smutty nose. They also had a breakfast out on tap, but they called it Imperial Breakfast Out. It was eight percent. I can't. I haven't gone online to see if there's actually an Imperial version of Breakfast Out. Or if uh, well, look where we're at, we happen to have. You just happen to be on the founder's website. Imagine that. It might be if if they make an imperial breakfast stout, it would be a draft only thing. So where you're looking in the bottles, that's imperial. That's the regular imperial stout right there. Okay. I don't. I see the Kentucky breakfast stout label. I don't see the regular breakfast. It's stout. The, it's on the other side of the imperial stout. Two to your left. Ah, there we go. So this one is. Yeah, what's the ABV on that puppy? 8.3. Oh, okay, so that's the one they had. Yeah, on the menu tent, they called it Imperial Breakfast Out. I'm like, that's normally not the name. I have no recollection of them making it. But at 8.3%, uh, I can see why they might want to yeah. you know, indicate this is a yes. larger than normal stout. So. Well, and they were only doing 12-ounce pours, and the price was high, so they had to justify it, too, I guess, and all that. Yeah. I forget where it was, but one of the, you know, now that you can buy six-packs in, like, giant eagles of that, one of them had a breakfast stout four-pack, and I was like, Fine. Yes. Yes, good stuff. It wasn't that expensive. I mean, it wasn't that cheap, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that expensive either. Yeah. In our, our beer club at work, we, I bought a case of that uh, in December, so I had a few of those to drink, too. Yeah. All right, so Founders Porter, back to the back to the task at hand here, which is drinking and reviewing this beer. Another very dark beer with really no highlights to speak of, extremely dark. Compared to the last one, the nose is kind of zingy and carbonite, you know, really carbonated and maybe a bit astringent, you know, a bit, um, bit ashy in the nose. Getting a little bit of like um, dry cocoa powder, but I'm still getting a ton of that zinginess in the aroma. Go for the flavor here. It has the astringency that you would expect out of the American version of the porter. It's actually. Uh, Got got a lot of hops in it. Mm-hmm. It's got a oh yeah a, a pretty a pretty big complement of hops there. Um, that's somewhat. I mean, you know, I'm comparing it to the Fuller's now because it just had it, but it, it's it's overpowering the, the malts a bit with the hops. Not not too much, but it, it's there. Um, but it's still very good. The the malts are uh, more on the chocolatey side instead of the toffee like the Fuller's. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more towards the you know chocolatey, charcoaly that sort of thing. 
This one compares a lot more to the Rogue than to, than to the Fuller's, right? Right. Um, I like the aftertaste in this one a lot better than I do than I did the Rogue for some reason. It just it's a little more it's a little more rich and, and it's not tannic or astringent at all in the aftertaste for me. The, the Rogue was a little more tannic. Definitely has a richness there. Uh, however, the thing I liked about the Rogue was that it, it kind of had this creaminess. Yeah, in the, the, aftertaste, the, the, the mocha, the, the, yeah. the mocha part was nice. I find this one, if it has astringency, is way up front, where the it really lingered on the rogue, so it's hitting at a different place. I'm just wondering about the hop choice here. I don't know whether... I think it clashes a bit, as opposed to really complementing. Well, I mean, you just had the, you know, the prototypical English porter with the fuggles, right? Yeah, so... So, so you know, make sure you're not... Yes, I, make sure I, you're I understand that. you're to what they're that. trying to do. And... The, and I, I'm sure that to some level, you know, the the flight of the beers takes some precedence mm-hmm. over your time, yeah. but this is, this is definitely not as, you know, exactly controlled as as the Fuller's. And I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. how the hops in the road came across, uh, but this is, it's 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 it, they're not playing off each other mm-hmm. as well, right. Which, I mean, if you're into hoppy beers, you might like that. You might like this as sort of a hoppier kind of stout. Mm-hmm. Or porter. Porter, right. Definitely has great flavors there. The the, the chocolatiness comes through really well. The astringency is not off-the-wall astringent. Mm-hmm. Um the first the first taste was a little bit too, a little bit of it but it wasn't overboard um but yeah i i enjoy the beer i think it's a good one it's um you know i've had this before and it's pretty much what i remember it it per, just personal preference is not one of my favorite porters you know and anyone from founders is listening i like a lot of your beers and not just the huge big coffee ones you know i like a lot of them but it just founders. I mean, I've had times where I've I've been I've enjoyed it, but compa- when I'm when I'm actually comparing it to all these ones, it, it's not really living up for me for some reason. It's what do you just mean a, if anyone from Founders is listening? Who knows? Are you afraid of offending them? No. If we don't no. like the beer, we don't like the beer. I don't. I. Sure. Okay. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry, Mister Weiss. It's just uh, yeah, the Founders Porter. I've had it before, and uh, just not one of my favorites. It. I've drank it, I've enjoyed it, but you know when I'm doing side by side porter after porter, yeah, just at a disadvantage because I I realize what I'm missing. <laughs> now, um, interestingly, we did not have the uh, one of our favorite porters, the sort of typical Pennsylvania porter or Cleveland porter, rather the right. Edmund Fitzgerald. Because I drank it already. So we're going to end with uh, another West Coast Porter, Anchors Porter. Anchor Brewing Company in San Francisco. They actually invited us to the new beer unveiling this week at San Francisco Beer Week, but it didn't come with a plane ticket, so Greg and I couldn't go. I'm trying to, to get this. Hold on a second. Okay, so uh, two-row barley and that 
that's all I got. 5.4% alcohol by volume. Greg had to filter out all the marketing speak, apparently. Uh, it was first brewed in 1972, first bottled in 1974. So this is an old one. Not as old as the Fuller's, I think, but an old one for America, that's for sure. It certainly is. I mean, 72, he's making porters. 68, I think, he started making steam beer. Made America's first IPA in God knows how long, if ever, in 1976. So, I mean, Fritz has been making good beers longer than we've been alive. Yeah. There's not too many people that we could say that about. At least Absolutely. not that live on this side of the ocean. Got a huge head for me, like five fingers worth, <laughs> being the last poor. Um, it's another just plain old dark. Uh, the the head is, is not quite as dark as some of the other ones have been. It's more... It's still tannish, but it's a little bit not. It's a little bit whiter than mm-hmm. the other uh, right. heads. So, first sniff of the Anchor Porter, it's exactly what I remember. It, it's dark fruit. It's it's dried cherries and prunes and plums and raisins. It has this wonderful fruity. It's like a, all the esters from maybe the yeast they use when they ferment it. It just puts all this great floral and fruity aromas into it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love a good roasty porter. And I love Anchor for a completely different reason, because it's this dried fruit porter. And there's not too many people that do one like this. Has a, yeah, it kind of has the, these wafting aromas of, you know, like Jeff said, you know, these dried cherries and, and uh, other dried fruits. And even, you know, even dried ones that are not necessarily dark fruits, maybe like apricots mm-hmm. and things like that coming off it. Really interesting kind of flavors, or aromas, rather. And when you take your sip, it it rolls right into that. You get a little bit of roast in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's those esters from the fermentation. I think is where that comes from. Quite, quite good. Really, not typical because you you know for for all these really you know you know there was much more chocolate notes, mm-hmm. whereas here it's considerably more fruity. Uh, the 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 notes of roast are um, are there, but the fruitiness really takes over. Mm-hmm. Uh, hops are again really kind of tertiary at this point. They're you know they're third class. They're mm-hmm. yeah, they're absolutely. there, but they're not they're not really making much of a, of a thing here. It, it's as fruits up front, balanced by a sort of malty, um, just roastiness, not chalkiness, but mm-hmm. just sort of a roasty undertone. Yep. And then there's a little bit of a hoppiness at the bottom, but absolutely barely detectable. But uh, really, very very tasty. It's, it's it's really fascinating. And certain shows just try this home. The the kinds of variety you can get in a single style. You know, we have this fruity one, and I'm having a hard time thinking of another brewery who makes a porter like Anchors. You know, it, it just it has to be someone who does it, but I can't think of anyone right now. And then you go back to the Rogue, which had that creaminess and, and uh, this chocolate. Then the, the London Porter, which had the toffee flavors, is the main flavor with the big, big English hoppiness. Founders was pretty straightforward with some American hops in there. It's just really... I don't know, tonight I just feel very... What's the word I'm looking for? Taken, content? What's that? Content? I am, yeah, content's a good word. I'm just contented by... The variety that we found tonight, because mm-hmm. like I wasn't trying to pick the breadth of the spectrum, 
but you know it turned out to be a very good sample of the spectrum. And we also got a you know cottage cheese Rodenbach chocolate one. <laughs> Porter. I mean, <laughs> y- you never know sometimes. But yeah, I agree that this really has been kind of a walk. You know, much more than a lot of our other shows have, have attempted. This has been a walk mm-hmm. through the differences you can get in the Porter style just by you know changing the grain load a little bit, changing the yeast. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's nothing here but barley, but barley and yeast and water and hops. Uh, and hops. But you know that that's it. You know this, mm-hmm. these are all. I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't think any of these are adjunct beers. These are all around high school beers, and they're really. You know, I guess the Rogue and the Founders are are kind of close, but mm-hmm. the rest of them are. You know, there, there's a there's a wide spectrum here. Absolutely. So you ready to rank them? Rest. I'm totally ready. Okay. All right. I, I think we both have to agree that London Porter from Fuller's is, is the best, tastiest beer of the night. I totally agree. Do you want to write these down as you're doing this? Or? Sure. Yeah, so um, for me, the, the London Porter was, was definitely uh, the best of the night. It was just, it, it was just um, a beautifully constructed beer. You can, you can taste the time that went into constructing this beer. Uh, it was really just you know totally delicious, totally drinkable, um, a really exceptional beer. And my number two is going to be the Anchor. I just really dig that that fruity dark fruit flavor. That's in Mine this beer. too. Awesome. Uh, I agree. I, the the Anchor has this quality to it that was different than the other ones, and it it, it played off of of a different set of rules and it played very well and it you know it it just it, it, it's good to have that 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 chasm is is a good thing uh that you can have one and have the other i think both they're both very drinkable uh both london with the fullers and the anchor and just so different and yet so good at the same time i'm going to put rogue as my number third because it had that I, I was complaining a little bit when I was drinking the Rogue. I thought it was be a little too astringent, but it did have that really great mocha character to it, that iced coffee flavor, and another good rosy chocolate notes to it. That and iced coffee is what puts it number three for me and puts it over the uh, Founders. I, I agree with you there. Um, because, yeah, it had that aftertaste that was that was really pretty delicious. And even though... Th- and I didn't detect things that usually kind of throw me off on Rogues that, that, that make them... An eight out of ten beer, as opposed to a nine or a ten out of ten beer. This was, you know, this this was a nine or a nine point five. This is really well done. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Not as much as the uh, the first two, but it was it was it was pretty good. And then for me, I got to put the founders number three. It just didn't um, work so well for me. Or four, yes, that's what I meant. The next one, whatever, n plus one, uh, number four is the founders. I'm sure Greg puts that there too because I don't think he puts the cottage cheese beer no. in front of it. No, the, the founders was was acceptable. I think it you know would appeal to the people who are still in that sort of hophead um, part of their beer career. But I think that the other beers had a little bit more going for them than than the founders did. And then uh, the uh, the black lightning porter. I don't think we can rank it. I don't think yeah, it is. It's not it, applicable. Yeah, not what the brewer intended. But interesting. 
<laughs> it's like a train wreck, you know. You just gotta taste it once or twice. To... It was probably a lot tastier than most train wrecks. I, you know, I would say mm-hmm. that in, in terms of you know, we've had off beers before, and most of them we dump right away. This is a beer where we were like, let's keep tasting this. <laughs> this right. is this is a very interesting and not awful. Yeah, not the best road beer that we've had, but, but certainly not the worst. I think it's funny that uh, the under right under lightning says purity, quality, integrity. Uh, two of those kind of got eh, a little bit <laughs> iffed on that one, but but that's okay. Small breweries have that kind of problem. Yes, hopefully they don't have a. Uh, uh, and it was, it was shipped from San Diego. It was um, it's in the fridge for a while. Right. Who knows what kind of stuff is going on in Jeff's fridge? <laughs> hey, man. What are you saying? I'm saying your fridge is a mess. It's full of bread. So when all the beers start tasting like that, we'll know something is up. Uh-huh. I just take the caps off at night. And, you know, That's what rodent, I thought. And I... pour Rodenbach in the in the bottles. And, <laughs> yeah, you don't even do that. Just sprinkle a little bit of yeast in there, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. A little bread yeast. All right, that was uh, 174. That means next time we come back, it'll be uh, one, and a, one and three quarters. Yes, it'll be uh, another meaningless number that you know is, is completely meaningless aside from the fact that we use a decimal system. So We should start counting them off in binary. <laughs> I think we should go full-on sexagesimal. Sexagesimal, what's yeah, that? That's the 360. Oh boy! So <laughs> you mean okay? So it's like minutes and seconds. Yeah. Oh boy. We'll have to talk about that in the post show. I can get my head around that a little bit. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com. And feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Let's play.